You're listening to the Homeschooling Families Podcast by Teach Them Diligently. Welcome. Every week, we bring you simple answers to help your homeschool family thrive. I'm Leslie Nunnery, and I am so glad you're here. Through the years, I've seen the benefits of what many refer to as a rhythm-based homeschool. With so many just starting to homeschool for the first time and a lot others heading back to homeschool for the new year, now is a great time to consider whether a rhythm-based homeschool approach to your days would help your family get more done and enjoy more peaceful time together. So stay tuned and we'll explore what a rhythm-based homeschool is and how to set one up for yourself. Today's episode is brought to you by Alpha Omega Publications. Homeschooling empowers parents to give their children an individualized education like no other educational setup can provide. With AOP, you can teach your children in the way they learn best while keeping homeschooling fun and full of excitement as you discover new things each day. Choose from multiple curriculum options to fit your child's strengths, learning style, and needs. Go to AOP.com to learn more today. We're going to dive into that conversation about rhythm-based homeschooling soon. But first, I want to make sure that you're aware of what I truly believe is the best spot on the internet for homeschool moms. Teach Them Diligently 365. With a membership in TTD 365, you get access to our audio vault of every workshop given at a Teach Them Diligently event through the years. That's literally thousands of workshops available on demand whenever you need encouragement or help with a specific issue. But the audio vault is just beginning of the awesomeness that awaits you in 365. You also have access to every virtual event we've ever produced, exclusive new monthly content from me and from other members and experts, community groups and discussions, retreats, regular meetups, and more. The community and discipleship that happen within it are truly the power behind TTD 365. Moms there are growing together and thriving because there's always someone ready to answer a question, give an idea, or help carry their burdens by praying for them and encouraging them. Get a membership to Teach Them Diligently 365 today and see how it can transform your homeschooling efforts as well. Go to teachthemdiligently.net forward slash join TTD365 to learn more and sign up now. Use discount code podcast before September 30th and you can save $49 off your first year's membership. I promise that you'll be glad you did. So go to teachthemdiligently.net forward slash join TTD365 to check it out now. All right, so we are going to talk today about a rhythm-based homeschool. Now, I have I have tried this. I have used it for many, many years. First, though, I tried not using this. I literally, you know, we talk a lot about the mistakes that homeschool moms made. One of the big ones that I did, as I've been very open about, was I tried to just recreate school at home, which so many people do. It's a very common issue for all of us. But part of that is I looked at the way that I scheduled my days in the same light as I would if I were scheduling those days for a full classroom of students. So we started out initially with, you know, a very definite um, 
We, I mean, I set it up like homeroom, honestly. We had, you know, pledge time and prayer and this, that, and the other. And we did all the things that you would do in a, in a school environment often. Um, or at least that's what we did in school when I was in school. So I just was doing that the same way. Then after I realized that I didn't have to quite do it that way, I still didn't fully embrace the freedom that homeschooling offers me uh, when it comes to how I set up my days. Because I, and again, I have talked about this often, but the next thing that I did, or one of the next things that I did was I scheduled out every 15 minutes of our entire day for each of my four children. So it looked like this, nine o'clock to 9.15, Camden was doing this, Peyton was doing this, Lizzie Gray was doing this, Lila was doing this, 9.15 to 9.30. And I had like every single time block all scheduled out for the kids. Well, the problem is my kids don't always work on a time schedule like that and neither do I. It was maddening to even try to figure that out. Although I'll be honest, I loved the spreadsheet and the look and the organization and the thought of it being so disciplined. It sounds so great to me, but practically it was a disaster and I was frustrated and they were frustrated and we didn't get through an awful lot during the day because if you have yourself scheduled that tightly, then anything can throw you off. And the dominoes, once you get thrown off, is huge. There are so many ramifications once you kind of topple off of your schedule. So I found that that, that rigid routine that I thought I wanted and that I thought was needed for a disciplined, you know, well-ordered homeschool environment just didn't work for me, didn't work for our family. It was really, really, really bad. And so through the years, I have, I have kind of found myself very naturally falling into what is what is known as a rhythm-based homeschool. And a lot of people talk about this because it is so life-giving and so helpful for homeschool families. Now, when you think of rhythm, you often think of, or at least I often think of, a pattern of beats or sounds um, within music, right? That's that's generally what you think of with rhythm, but it can also apply to activity. So kind of the, the, the natural flow of things, like most of us have a rhythm to our worship services at church, for example. There is a natural flow that they utilize every week, an order of service, um, so to speak. So we're very accustomed to this concept of rhythm within our activities. So I want to spend the, the next 20 minutes or so talking to you about what you need to think about if you want to set up a an effective rhythm-based approach to your homeschool days, and then how to take what you're thinking about and systemize that in a way that it, it really does inform the way that your days are set up. So we're going to just dive right into this conversation. And I would encourage you, even if you are already employ employing a rhythm-based approach to your homeschool, that you will actually take the time to listen in. I think that there may be some things that that you haven't really taken the time to think through that may help you refine your rhythm even more. Or it may be that you're at a point where you can kind of feel some friction and you know you need to address some things because your rhythm from last year doesn't really work in this year anymore. So we're going to talk about some things that I think will help you do that as well. So let's go on and dive in. I've got just four or five things here that I want to, to talk about as we evaluate this rhythm for our homeschool days. First of all, I want you to figure out 
what you need to have in your day and then prioritize those. Here's what I mean. Um, several years ago, I was I was so overbooked and overdone that David sat down with me one Sunday afternoon when I was, you know, in the depths of despair and couldn't go on anymore and all the drama. And he encouraged me at that point to do a time inventory. So what we did was he had me write down every single thing that I could think of that I do in a week. It was crazy. And then he had me assign how much time it probably takes to do those things. So everything from, you know, making my bed to having my devotions, to teaching math, to making dinner, to going to the grocery store, to thinking through things, all of this stuff get got put on this time inventory. And what I found was that by the time that I wrote down all the things that I was trying to do with the amount of time that I, I realistically thought that each of those would take, I had about six hours of time in the week that wasn't specifically scheduled. That's in an entire week. That means I had zero margin, obviously. And a lot of the stuff that I knew I needed to get done during the week wasn't getting done because if any of those other things took longer or got off schedule or we had a sick child or whatever, I was not getting through this. So doing that time inventory informed a lot of things. It showed what I was trying to wedge into my days that may not be appropriate for the life that I was wanting to lead with my children, the life that we believed God had called us to. And so we were able to, to actually make informed decisions about those things. So I would encourage you to take the time to do the same. See what you're trying to fit into your weeks and be reasonable. <laughs> that's, that's where I think we really get off. We fill our time because we think that we have to do all of these things. And we don't recognize that we have the full-time job of teaching our children as well. And so we still think that we should be able to do all of this other stuff as well as we did before we were homeschoolers. But we aren't taking into consideration that now we've got hours of the day that are, that are, you know, kind of now directed towards education for our kids. And we have to make allowances for that because if you are trying to wedge stuff in your day that doesn't really fit in your reality or it doesn't really fit into the, the normal 24-hour window that you have in a day, you're going to be really frustrated. And that frustration that you feel is going to overflow and impact the way that your husband functions, your children function, the way that they're learning, the entire temperature or, or atmosphere within your family. So take the time to do that time inventory. I actually have a time inventory that I have created like a little worksheet. I will link that in the show notes um, so that you make sure that you, you know, just to make it super easy to sit and start writing these things down, talk about it with your spouse, figure out what you are trying to fit in that you can no longer fit in. Um, and sometimes that means you need to outsource some things or you, depending on when the age of your children, that may actually inform some ways that your kids can help. All kinds of good stuff can come out of this exercise. So take the time to do this time inventory first. Then once you have that done, the second thing I want you to do is to consider 
or think about your family's natural rhythm. How does your family function naturally? For example, are you, generally speaking, early birds? Like, you guys all are rise and shine before dawn, ready to hit the ground running, and then you're kind of waning not too long after dinner, ready to go to bed soon. That is very important to consider as you are setting up your homeschool rhythm. But it could be that for some of you all, you're night owls, and so your family doesn't get up bright-eyed and bushy-tailed super early in the morning. So when you are setting up your school days with the expectation or assumption that you are going to get up at 6.30 and hit the ground running, you know, for an eight o'clock start time and, you know, all of this stuff, that just may not work within the natural rhythm of how your family functions. It could be that you need to consider co-op days. What are the days that you all have stuff out every week? Um, Co-op practices, music lessons, all of those things need to be considered as you're thinking about the natural rhythm of how your family functions. Also, are, are you guys more driven or are you more laid back? For those families that, you know, everything, they're, they tend to be super organized. They be, tend to be super, super driven. Um, they're normally, you want to consider that. Whereas there are other families who are just by nature a lot more laid back, a lot more casual with things. And so those are two very different approaches to what is going to make you successful within your homeschool. Um, nap schedules, you know, what age are your kids at and when are they napping or when do they need quiet time or whatever? All of that needs to be considered as you are setting up this rhythm. So first of all, remember, we have gone through and we have done a time inventory so we can scrap the things that really can't fit in this season of our life. Then second, we are evaluating the natural rhythm or the natural tendencies for our family. And we're going to use the, both of those things as considerations as we start building out what our perfect rhythm for our family's homeschool would look like. So the next thing that I want you to consider is when your kids work or think the best. And that could be different for every child. And so, uh, for example, you may have some children who are much more clear-headed in the morning. Um, that's personally how I function. I can do a whole lot more before, you know, two in the afternoon than I can the entire rest of the day. Because I just, I think clearer, more clearly, I guess, in the mornings than I do in the afternoon and evenings. So when you look at your children, when you um, are kind of designing where you're going to place these different subjects, these different things that you're going to be approaching, consider when they are at their sharpest. So if they are more clear thinking, more academically motivated in the morning, you're probably going to want to put their harder, like more clear thinking subjects, the math, the, the ones that they're going to have to actually work through a little bit more. In our family, <clears throat> we actually were leaning into our natural bent, leaning into when we could work best. We generally did all of our together subjects in the morning. So we would just cuddle up. We'd have Bible time, history, literature, science, all of these things when the kids were younger that we could do together. We did in the morning because for my kids, they were actually 
much clearer thinking after they got some activity, got some lunch, they were ready to go um, around noon or so. So we would eat an early lunch, go out, run and play for a while, and then they were ready to tackle their alone subjects. There, um, I did a podcast not long ago about stair step subjects versus living subjects. They were ready to do their stair step subjects um, after lunch. So, you know, that's a consideration though. And a real quick side note about exercise. I did a video in 365 um, that you can, if you're a member, go check it out, all about the impact of exercise on our kids. If our children get, I believe if I recall, 20 minutes of exercise, that impacts them for like two hours after that. So as you're thinking about the natural rhythm of your day, you might want to consider allowing them to have some activity before they do those harder subjects so that they're, they've got all of that, um, that energy, they have got the clarity of thought that comes from the exercise, um, and they're able to approach those subjects so much better. That, again, is leaning into the flexibility that you have as a homeschool parent to incorporate the things that you know are so good for your kids and to set up the rhythm of your day to make them successful. They would not get that in a school environment. So um, highly recommend that you take all of those things into consideration. So the third thing, like I noted, was think about when your kids think or function best. The fourth thing that I want you to think about before you start actually laying out what this, this homeschool rhythm, this ideal rhythm of your day is going to be, is think about your priorities. What is really, really important to you within the construct of your day? Um, and this is going to lean into your family's mission statement. This is going to lean into um, the things that you just love and that you want to make sure that you're instilling into your children. So, for example, for me, um, it was very important that we had a Bible time together, um, not necessarily a Bible class, but rather it was a time that we would sit around the table or on the couches and talk about what God had was teaching us. I would share what I had learned in my devotions that morning. They would share different things that they were thinking. That was like a, a solid cinder block of a foundation in our homeschool. That happened every single day because it was so, so important. Um, it allowed me to see into their hearts more clearly. It allowed me to disciple them as I was growing. I was sharing with them what I was learning so that they could kind of grow along with me. It showed them, it modeled for them rather the importance of getting in God's word every day and the fact that you can then talk about it with others. And so all of these great things came out of this one little piece of my day that was super important to me that we could have kicked everything else out of the way, but I would not miss that Bible time. That was a priority for our family. Um, other priorities uh, could be, you know, you want to make sure that you're getting outside every day. Maybe that's a huge deal to your family. We live very close to a state park, like five, six minutes. In fact, David and I went hiking this morning. So we, I would take the kids there a lot of times or just outside to play. It was very important to me that they got outside, they got fresh air, they got exercise. They were used to playing rather than staying indoors all day. That was a big deal. I wanted to make sure that I got that in into the rhythm of our day. Perhaps um, priority to you could be visiting people. You know, you've got family nearby. You want to make sure that they are connecting with them regularly 
Or maybe it's that you're caring for someone and you need to work in the time to go over and care for that person. Um, you know, it could be that your priority, as ours was often, was having meals together. So you orchestrate your day to make that possible and to make that not chaotic. Um, so all of these things, thinking about your priorities as you are then about to lay out what your rhythm would be. So with all of those things in mind, the, the, your list that you did early here in the kind of our list here, the, the list of things that you came up with that you need to have in your day, the things that only you can do, the things that you need to be getting to each day, um, that, you know, that time inventory is going to inform the rhythm of your day. Uh, then the things that you wrote down about your natural your family's natural rhythm. How do you guys function best? What is a good time in the morning to shoot for to start? Or do you need to push it back forward? How do you, how would lean into your family's natural rhythm the very best? Think about when your children work the best. And you're, so as you're, as you're laying out this rhythm for your day, you're considering all of these things as well as your priorities. Take a little bit of time then to take all of that information that you've kind of sketched out and put that into what your family's ideal day would look like. If you had no distractions, no discouragement, it was just exactly as written, what would your family's rhythm look like? Write that down and then start putting it into practice. And I think that you'll find that there is an awful lot more peace that comes along when you are leaning into what is just much more natural for your days. Um, also, with a rhythm, it is not necessarily tied to specific times. A rhythm is more windows. It's more time segments. It's more consecutive things. So, uh, you know, I told you earlier that we would have a long morning time where I would talk about what I learned in my devotions and we do history and literature and all of these things together. That could last several hours if we had great discussions going on or if we were so intrigued by what we were learning that we started pulling on threads and researching other things. And, you know, it could go on for a very long time. And I never cared because there wasn't an end time to that that segment that we had in our mornings. We knew that after we were done with that, we were going to go outside and play for a while and then we were going to have lunch and then we were going to hit other things. So there was that expectation, that sense of order for the kids, but it wasn't tied to a specific 9 to 9.30, 10 to 10.30, whatever time frame. So lean into that as well. Don't look at the clock as your guide on this or as, as I guess your master on this, but rather allow yourself to lean into these things, these segments that you have and enjoy the freedom that comes with not having those harsh deadlines um, for when you need to jump on and do the next thing. The final thing that I want to encourage you before we go is to reevaluate the rhythm of your family regularly. So many people find, and I did this too, so that's how I know, <laughs> that, um, that you get a great rhythm that works awesome until it doesn't. Like all of a sudden, you're like, what just happened here? Everything seems like it's falling apart. Well, the, the fact is your kids are growing, your 
priorities, you know, shift a little bit, mature a little bit, you find that there's new things, new opportunities that have come your way that you didn't take into consideration when you first set this up. So I would encourage you to really, truly reevaluate this rhythm regularly. You may find that that rhythm holds an entire school year, possibly even multiple school years. But you also may find, as I did, and you see it a lot more, I think, as your kids get older, um, that what worked the first part of the school year, that you, then you get into, you know, a sports season that throws things off, or you your kids get involved in a play and that th- throws things off, or or whatever. So different things kind of come along that will necessitate a slight change, a slight modification to that rhythm. So. Really, truly take the time to evaluate that often. Where we are now, I have only one more that I am homeschooling. She's a sophomore in high school. And she does four of her academic classes at co-op. The co-op is incredibly difficult. It's a it's a great co-op. They stretch those kids a lot. So what we have found for her for this year um, is a very different rhythm for us because I do the classes, the two classes that I am doing just by myself, we actually now are doing all of the teaching of that on one day. And we're just, cause we're able to actually just lean into that time, cuddle up on the on the bed or the couch and read the history and, and actually have the conversations and let it stretch out. And then she does the work for it along with her other stuff through the week. But we, because when we were trying to do it every single day, it was, she had other things that were, that were vying for her attention and stuff that was due that she was concerned about and that, that sort of thing. So once I reevaluated the rhythm and I was like, you know what, this is great. We can just take as many hours or as long of a time as we want to on this one day that we're dedicating to this. And we know that we have blocked everything so that we are able to really enjoy that time together. It's prioritized. It is set in stone. It is a big deal to us. And it has proven to be a great new rhythm for this new homeschool year. So again, you just never know where your priorities, your realities, and and that rhythm is going to take you, but be flexible enough and intentional enough that you're staying on top of it. So I hope that this has been a help to you. I would love to hear how your family approaches your homeschool days. Do you do a more strict approach to time? Have you done a homeschool rhythm? And have you seen that homeschool rhythm change through the years? Uh, send me a note or you know, post on social or whatever. Let me know what you think about that. But then I just want to encourage you, again, if you've never taken the time to work through setting up the best rhythm for your homeschool, again, I'm going to go through these five things. First of all, figure out what you need to have in your days. Do that time inventory. Be wise. Be deliberate. Talk to your spouse. Allow them to help you because a lot of times they'll have a lot more clarity than you do. Wipe out the things that is too much because you need to be reasonable with what you can fit in your time. Think about your family's natural rhythm and don't try to fight that as you're setting up the rhythm of your homeschool. You're just going to be setting yourself up for failure if you do. 
Think about when your kids work or think the best and lean into that. Um, give them activity time before they do those harder subjects so you get all the benefit of the exercise. Um, work that through as you're laying out the rhythm for your homeschool. Think about your priorities. What are the things you want to make sure you get in every day because they bring you joy or they give you life or you just really think that your kids need them? And then finally, reevaluate your approach regularly. Don't ever... Let it get stale because you're not willing to do the work to, to kind of go through these five things over and over again to make sure that you're staying on top of it, that you always have the best rhythm for your family. So that's it. That's what I want to encourage you with uh, today. I want to re re-mention, I guess, the 365 that I mentioned at the beginning. Teach Them Diligently 365 will be such a help to your family. I believe with all my heart that every homeschool family... Um, needs to be a part of it. There are so many resources available there on demand. No question that you will ever have will not be answered either through the content that's already there or through the discussion groups that we're having where you can just toss out a question and get answers from so many other veteran seasoned godly homeschool moms who are walking and making choices for their family just like you are. So check out 365 today. Go to teachthemdiligently.net forward slash join TTD 365. Use discount code podcast before the end of September and you'll save $49 off your first year. So honestly, there is no reason to not try it out. Get engaged. We've got discussion groups, meetups, uh, retreats coming up. We've got all kinds of stuff to just strengthen your family, encourage you, and keep you focused day by day. So go check that out. Uh, send me a note about your family's homeschool rhythm, and I look forward to talking to you again real soon. for joining us today. We believe that every family is called to teach them diligently. So we're here to help. We would love to get to know you this year at one of our four live Teach Them Diligently events. And then throughout the year, when you become part of the Teach Them Diligently 365 community, check out the notes from today's show for more details about what we discussed today, as well as all of these other resources that Teach Them Diligently has to offer. Have a wonderful day, and I look forward to talking to you again real soon.